0: This is The Secret Life of a Bikini Competitor podcast. A show taking you behind the layers of tan and sparkly bikinis to find out what it's really like to be a bikini competitor. I'm your host, Robin Challens, and every week I sit down with pros and amateurs alike from all across the world, from all different federations and categories to give you unfiltered access into women's bodybuilding. No topic is ever off limits, so let's get stuck in. Alright guys, welcome back to the show. It is episode two of Prep Files, my brand new segment on the podcast where I take you along my prep journey with me. Um, Firstly, thank you so much to everyone who reached out and gave feedback after episode one. Um, The episode was and like the format was received so so much better than I ever, ever anticipated. So firstly, thank you to everyone who took the time to listen. Um, And yeah, like it seemed like it resonated with a lot of you and you really enjoyed kind of getting behind the curtain on my prep Um, and very much enjoyed all my period boobs and sex drive chat. So if I'm honest, look, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to top that today. I was just writing out some notes there and I was like, this is boring and pales in comparison, but hopefully you still get something out of it. So thank you. Um, and yeah, hopefully you enjoy this episode as well um, and many, every future episode. So it's been about a month. Oh, actually, it'd be let me have a look at the day. It'd be a month almost to the day um, since I did episode one which is pretty much kind of what I actually wanted to do sort of at the start was maybe do monthly updates. And as we start getting towards crunch time, uh, maybe making them fortnightly. And then when it really gets to crunch time, making them weekly. Cause obviously, um, as you know, if you've prepped before, as you know, once you start getting into that sort of, even that like kind of 12 week outmark, um, that's when you know um, that you're going to be essentially ready to hit the stage, maybe even earlier. Um, and that's when you start seeing um, changes quick and but Thick and fast, hopefully not thick. Um, but yeah, for now, it's, you know, a very sort of slow, methodical approach, plodding along. Not too much is changing, um, but I did kind of, you know, have a few updates that I wanted to talk through, as well as some awesome listener Q&As left over from the last episode. So if you tune into the last episode, you will hear me say how I put out a story on my Instagram asking for Q&A got so many amazing questions uh, and I was only able to run through a handful of them on the last episode uh, with the time that I had. So I've shoved a few in the end here. Um, So hopefully uh, the sort of the end bit is, you know, there's a little bit of advice that you can take away from it as well. But Kind of before we get into the prep stuff, I thought I'd cover up two updates Um, that's kind of going on in my life. You yeah, actually probably, if you've been listening to the other episodes, you'll have heard me chatting about it, but. Uh, and if you listened to the episode last week with Tamara Meyer, you will definitely heard me rabbiting on about this one, which is um, currently seeing a psychologist, so getting therapy. Um, I started seeing her. Um, and the reason I want to talk about it is because I really want to normalise it. And it does play into my competing journey, because the reason I started seeing her uh, last year was to start processing um, my grief after losing my dad because I noticed that I was what I call leaking. So I was just kind of like crying out of nowhere. Um, It had been about a year and I think the year anniversary kind of hit me and I was like, I should probably do the thing that people keep recommending that I do, which is get some grief counselling. So it started off with that. Our first session was very difficult. I basically just cry- ugly cried Um, because it's over, it was over Zoom because we were still kind of in lockdown, um, a little bit. So I just kind of ugly cried into uh, my sleeve on Zoom. Um, but it was very therapeutic for want of a better word. Um, but another reason I started seeing here is there's plenty of unresolved stuff in my past that I spoke about on the um, show before, like history with eating disorders, history with body dysmorphia. Um, and I had a lot of depression and anxiety growing up. Um, so figured why not make the most of her uh, make the most of the subsidised uh, sessions that we get here in Australia and um yeah it's been great. So I honestly sometimes I dread going to the sessions, sometimes I'm very excited. Um but I always leave kind of feeling a little bit like a weight's being lifted off my shoulder. Just the opportunity to chat freely. She sort of prods around, helps me kind of d- discover what we want to land on. But then I did bring up to a bring up with her at the beginning of the year. Um, she was already, obviously already aware that I was doing bodybuilding, but, you know, bringing up that we'd set a date for a show, which was October, um, and I would love to work on some mindset stuff because that's what, a lot of what let me down last time, I think. Um, so she's on board, she's keen. Um, so we are working towards October together. So we didn't get around to chat, I haven't got around to chatting about it last week. Um, last two weeks ago. Um, But I have a session tomorrow as I'm recording this. Uh, So we're going to go through some mindset stuff and, um, you know, work through any self limiting beliefs, when they crop up, where they crop up, why, um, and, you know, how I can uh, address them ahead of time, maybe ahead of them cropping up, but then also in the moment as well. So just arming me with tools to be able to um in any self-limiting beliefs that might lead to lead to um behaviors that don't align with my goals. So what I mean about is kind of, you know, having those moments where you're like I'm not going to be ready or I'm not good enough or comparing yourself to others mm-hmm. and then doing something like going and having this, putting your hand in the crisp packet or whatever. That's a really extreme example, but like, do you know what I mean? Because you're like, oh well what's the point? I'm not gonna be ready anyway. And I've definitely had those I have those still. Um, like I had an instance the other week, which I'll get to in a bit, where, you know, that kind of cropped up for me. Um so ideally wanna be getting on top of that. I wanna be getting on top of that. Sooner rather than later, um, because Uh, my mantra for this year is no excuses. So I really want to be making sure that I'm not making any excuses for myself. I'm doing the work, I'm doing those extra bits and bobs, um, to help me be the best version, be the best athlete that I can be. Um, because on top of having no excuses, I obviously care about doing well at my show. Um, I'm would be lying if I said I didn't want to win, um, or at least podium, but The main thing that I am chasing this year is getting to that stage and not regretting anything, not thinking, oh, I should have done this or I could have done that better. Um, You know, making sure that I am honest with myself, not making any excuses and getting to that stage, feeling totally relaxed, you know, chasing that feeling that if you've been listening to the episode, there's, there's this common theme with all the pros that I speak to is that, you know, whether it's just whether it's the show they turn pro at, or whether it's just a show they had a really good time at, they get to the stage feeling totally relaxed. Like, you know, they've done everything. The hard work is done um, and they can just enjoy the day. Um, and that's the feeling that I'm chasing. So that's what I'm working on with my psych. Also a little bit of dating stuff because, you know, we can all, <laughs> I'm single and ready to flamingle. So, you know, got to do the work on myself as well. And um, arguably, Men have a lot more work to do, but, you know, we've all got work to do. Um, so there. So that's working on my mind. And then I'm also working on my body. Got a couple of niggles, a couple of injuries. Um, so another thing that I want to be getting on top of if I'm not making any excuses is making sure that I get on top of those injuries. So I started seeing um, a physio um, once a month minimum. At the moment, just to get on top of those, I have like an old shoulder injury, which is kind of what ended my not very good CrossFit career. Uh, I got shoulder impingement um, and sometimes it not flares up to the point where I can't use it, but it does tighten up. And I had an instance of the other month where I was trying to press, I was just trying to do overhead press and usually I press what it was 10. So I would like reps of 10. So I would have the 12.5 that um, I could barely get an eight over my head on my right hand side. Just my shoulder just wasn't switching on, and I was like, "Mm, "I think this means there's something wrong, (laughs) to say the least." So I went and saw the physio. I had a lot. I literally had everything done like needling, cupping, um, manipulation, like everything, and it sorted itself out in a couple of days, which was great. So I just want to make sure I'm going back to her. Um. And she was fantastic team at Results Based Physio uh, in Melbourne, if you're there, are fantastic. Um, So I highly recommend them. Um, I love a cupping and I love a cupping. So it works out great. Um, If you haven't had cupping, it is great. It's a very weird sensation. Like when the cups are on you, it's like kind of like. Oh, it's, it's like one of those like weird pain pleasure things. That sound like a real sadist here, but like it is very strange. Like your back, it's all like tightened up and then they release them and that's when the magic happens. Um, but you do, as my housemate put it, look like you've been molested by an octopus for a couple of weeks afterwards with all the marks on your back. But yes, other than that, I've got a bit of a jammed hamstring. So plenty of stretching, lots of that going on um, before I'm making sure that I'm really, really warm before all my training sessions. That's kind of what is being going on. So we can kind of kick into the prep stuff. I've got a bit more structure today, guys. Uh, I And this might change again next time. But I thought I would treat this a bit like my actual trekking um, with my coach because there's some good stuff and I really like the format, um, of the way that I check in with him. Uh, I actually use a bit of this structure with my weekly check-in Instagram lives as well. Um, so yeah, so training split at the minute, my programming has just changed. I've just got the volume has increased a little bit. So my sessions are a little bit longer. Um, I don't, I really like my training split. Um, it's very much geared to the way I like to train and, the style that I like to train in, so I'm very grateful for my coach um, for to doing that. So I love to squat and deadlift and bench. So I've got all of those. Um, but how it's split up is I have like a squat and legs day, and then that's like my main legs day. I've like one main legs day, and then the other sessions are split into like main initial compound lifts plus accessories. So, um, but then at opposite um, muscle groups. So I have, uh, what's my hip thrust and RDLs. And then the accessories is shoulders. So the idea is that I can like totally push myself and totally exhaust one muscle group, then go into the next one and do exactly the same. Um, and then the rest of it split up. So I'm at least targeting each area um, a couple of times, which is awesome. Um, uh, so they're big sessions and they're tiring, but I absolutely love them. Um, and i I've, I've feeling really good with my training at the minute. So that's training, um, steps 10 to 12,000 each day, nothing too crazy. Um, cardio, there was none. Uh, we chucked some in the back end of this week. Um, basically because, um, I went away this week, uh, for a work, our marketing summit, which was (laughs) Awesome. Normally, we would. I work at a tech startup, and we've got offices uh, in San Fran and Berlin. So normally, our marketing team, which is what I'm part of, we're split over the different offices. So normally, we would all go to at least one office. So would have been a trip to San Fran or Berlin, which is pretty cool. But you know, COVID. So we did the next best thing, which was going out to a wonderful country town in Victoria called Valhalla, which sounds exactly like Valhalla, and apparently it is named after it. It's an old gold mining town. In the gold mining heydays of early settling Australia, um it was like a booming town. But now there's only twenty residents who live there. But it is very, very cute, very historic. It was um a big history lesson. But we essentially go there to like do this summit to like planning. I don't know why I'm giving you the ins and outs of our marketing team, but it was fun. So we do planning, brainstorming uh, and there's a lot of bonding. So, um, I was a bit stressed out about the whole thing for the, c- the couple of weeks leading up. Um, I didn't know if there was like fridges in the room, so I didn't know whether to bring food prep. There's definitely no cold or IGA within like a 50 kilometer radius. Um, it really is in the sticks, um, like. I had no phone reception the entire entire week. Um, so I was kind of at the mercy of whatever the hotel was feeding us. Luckily they were feeding us pretty okay food. Um and we put my cal we gave me sort of my we timed my high days to be two of the days that we were away. And I just focused on trying to hit my calorie target and if possible my protein target. Um but because of that, which is what going back to my original point. The reason my I put some cardio in at the end of the week was just to increase the output um, and try and kind of mitigate anything um, that was going on. So I did have a fair few slip ups um, this week. I think um, I'm trying to work out which way around to do this. So, all right. This is how I structure my check-ins with my coach. We go, what are your wins of the week? What's your biggest lesson? What have been the hardest parts? And then what are you working on for the week ahead? So I'll kick into the hardest part first because it's actually not been a very cruisy month for me. Um, I really actually didn't want to do this episode today because I was like, I have no updates because my body's just not doing the thing. Guys, I am in a deficit. It is not moving. The scales—I've lost maybe a kilo and a half since the beginning of like we started the pre prep, which obviously I've been pre prepping now for like what six, seven weeks. It's just obvious—it's just—it's <laughs> just not a lot in six or seven weeks. Um, and I'd be lying if I say that hadn't got to me. It's really got to me. And you know, I'm only human at the end of the day. So yeah looking at the scales every morning and they're not really doing much has been really affecting me and stress like my I my body reacts so poorly to stress like (laughs) I just not do well so um on top of my so I have a feeling that that's kind of been a big factor in why I've not been um losing weight, essentially. I've been having a lot of trouble with my skin. I had like an acne flare up and then I had like an infection on my face because of the acne flare up. And then the acne flare up got worse because of the infection on my face. Then I was on antibiotics to get rid of the infection on my face. And then I, that made me watery and my body stressed. So, And then I was due on my period. So I was just like, honestly, guys, the last few weeks have been a bit of a roller coaster. And if you follow me on social media, you notice I haven't really been posting that much because I've just been like, what the fuck, body? What is going on here? Um so yeah. Skin flare-up, antibiotics, making me all watery and like bloated and constipated, Soz. It's just true. So I'm still trying to sort out. I've been like chucking in loads of like kimchi and sauerkraut into my, and like probiotics into my diet this week and keeping it really clean just to try and get things moving and get my gut bacteria all healthy again. Um, cause I would, honestly, I hate taking antibiotics. I've been on antibiotics for most of my years growing up for my fucking skin. I was also on roaccutane for a couple of years for my skin, which is totally messed with my gut. Um, so I'm really kind of like anti-taking things, so it, it it was a kind of means to an end. But that's been making me stressed, uh, and like I said, uh, but yay, I got my period for the fourth time! <laughs> yay! Um, so obviously, if you tuned in to the last episode, you know that how excited that makes me. Um, but it means that everything is still working, which is good. Um, but I also get really bad PMDD not PMS. This is self-diagnosed by the way, but yes, I get really bad PMDD. So the week before my period, I am like, what is the point? Everything sucks. I'm just, it basically reminds me of when I used to be really depressed as a teenager and I know it's not PMS. I've had PMS before and this is so much worse. Um, I get pretty to the end of my tether the week before my period and a very big sense of hopelessness and what's the point essentially. And with PMS, I found, you know, when you get like really emotional with PMS and you're just like, oh my God, I'm so emotional. What's going on? And then you're like, oh, it's my period. And then you're like, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, with PMDD, I don't get that anymore. Um, I get, oh, I know this is my period, but I'm still soul crushingly depressed and I'm ready to just curl up in a ball in my bed and not do anything. Um, not do anything at all. So that is kind of the hardest thing that's been going on, which is very roundabout way. I'm going back to the week that's just been, um, and all this self-limiting belief and talk in my head has been amplified because of all of this stress and my weight's not doing the thing. I'm getting the, all the emotions of like, I'm not going to be ready for my comp. And then I'm getting annoyed at myself for going, I'm not going to be ready for my comp because I'm still like 31 or 32 weeks away. So it's just this cycle of being annoyed at myself and then feeling sorry for myself, basically. (laughs) So summary, been feeling very sorry for myself this last week. Um, But I'm feeling better now, which is good. But that's what I was saying is like going away and then being all that stress on top of it. Um, I did have a, you know, on the last night, I kind of was just a bit like, fuck it for one of a better word i was just be like what's the fucking point essentially had some wines uh had quite a few crisps and some chocolates and definitely went over my calorie allowance for the day um and the good thing is i felt a bit guilty at the time um i reached out to one of my friends um at the time to kind of flag how i was feeling and she offered some words of support which was really nice and um it very much helped Um, so that's always something you should do if you are struggling is definitely reach out to a friend who gets it and they can kind of like bring you back down to earth or help you work through it. But, um, you know, the kind of general theme that we were talking about is, you know, one day never made an athlete, one day is never going to break an athlete, you're going through a lot of stress, get back on it tomorrow, focus on what you can control, etc. Um, and I did end up having like the funniest night ever with my, um, work teammates like I have not laughed that much in so long I was laughing like tears were coming up my face snot was coming up my nose I nearly wet myself and my sides hurt the next day so I woke up feeling very fulfilled um and very happy uh so that was good to kind of counteract the maybe the regret and the annoyance I would have normally had with myself but I knew I have work to do so as soon as I came back to Melbourne it was back on the horse back to the gym And then, yeah, implementing that cardio. Um, So I just did about uh, 30 to 40 minutes on the bike for the last two days um, and pumped up my steps to about 15,000. And actually my weight dropped down today to what it was at the end of last week, um, which is good. And I actually feel so much more relaxed today. Um, And I feel you can... Yeah, I don't know how to describe it. I can feel that, you know, when you wake up and you're like, mm, I'm going to be lighter today. Sometimes you can just feel it. Sometimes you think you are, and then you get on the scales, you're like, oh no, what's that? <laughs> Why? I thought it was lighter. Um, but I actually feel like my body's starting to do the thing now. Um, and this is a thing like, what do you do when your weight's not dropping? Like, how do you manage it? Like I was getting really frustrated, um, and I was, my check-ins were getting more and more negative. And I spoke to my coach this week and he's just like, I can I can sense this in your check-ins. And he's just like, I know it's, it's playing on your mind a lot more um, than you are maybe letting on um, because my check-ins were probably getting more and more negative. And this is why he's the best because he picks up on these things and actually pays attention. And um, we had a really good chat and he's just like, sometimes these things happen. You just have to be patient. Like there's other things going on. Your body just needs to adapt or settle in. Um, you know, sometimes it's just the stress of the initial, um, diet or, you know, whatever you've got going on. And he's like, clearly your body reacts very strongly to stress. So he's like, you just have to be patient. There's, you know, there's plenty of reasons why, um, you know, you might not be losing weight at the beginning of a deficit phase. And they can be anything from having, like, a super adaptive metabolism, which I'm pretty sure I have. Um, You know, your diet history, there's definitely the fact that I, you know, was so restrictive um, and struggled with kind of, you know, like eating disorders when I was growing up, that definitely has a part to play, I think, on how easy it is for me to lose weight. Um, uh, You know, different. everyone's different, so everyone loses at a different rate. The fact that my body's still trying to, like... Even itself out after getting my period back. What I need, what you need to remember in these kind of situations is you, you're never broken. Your body's never broken, and I've definitely battled with that narrative in the past. I've been like that, worried that you know my metabolism's broken, my body's broken, and that's why it's not doing the thing. But that's actually quite a dangerous mental trap to fall down, um, and it happens all the time with you know when you're dieting and stuff like that. Um, there's various different reasons why you might not be losing fat. And yeah, it is really frustrating. I mean, it's hands down. The reason why my mood has been so rubbish in the last couple of weeks is because I've just kind of been like, why is my body not doing the thing? Like I felt really frustrated because I'm like, I'm ticking all the boxes. Um, You know, 90% of the time I'm getting my Ten to twelve thousand steps in. I'm getting my, you know, trying to make sure I get my sleep in. I'm sticking to my macros. I'm, you know, getting my training sessions in, and I'm doing all the extra bits and bobs that I think that I should be doing. And I'm just a bit like, why is my body betraying me? Um, so it's super, super uh, frustrating. But I think the number one word that my coach has been saying all week is patience. Have patience. The right program um, for your body. You'll start seeing those changes. Um, and I think. The number one thing that's kind of got me through this is trust in my coach. I trust that he has my best interest at heart. I trust that he's smart as fuck. I trust that he will make the required changes um and I trust that he knows my body now we've worked together for over a year um and he knows that how I mentally and physically react to things. So number one thing that is having trust in your coach because It would be very easy for me to be like, oh, well, it's not working. So I'm going to reduce my calories. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that um, and totally fuck up everything that he's kind of planned out. It's very easy to do that because, you know, you're getting stressed, you're getting worried. So surely doing more cardio is going to be better or doing this or whatever. But he's like, no, have patience um, and trust in the process. um, And we'll see. He's just like, I'm anticipating that your body will start dropping soon. he's just like, I'm pretty. He's like, I'm 99% sure, confident. Um, so we just have to see. So I did like, I just sort of listened to him and that's kind of what we're going to be doing for the like, you know, next week, see how we go. Um, like I said, I feel like my body's dropping a little bit now. So, um, we shall just see next prep files. Episode number three could be great. I'll be like, yeah, I finally dropped. It It was all worth it. I told you I was right. (laughs) But I did kind of—I mean, it all did get to me, which is probably why I uh, had those self-limiting beliefs this week, which manifested in self-limiting behaviors of a few glasses of wine and uncontrollable hand in the crisp packet. But you know, we live and we learn from these scenarios, and we move on. So that's been the hardest part so far. Let's do some positive stuff. Biggest win, biggest win for last month, even though it's been a tough month. Um. Training, undoubtedly, for me at the moment, is amazing. I'm loving it. Um, I feel super strong still. I'm pushing really good numbers in the gym. Um, my activation feels good. After my chat with Dr. Danny Antonellos um, in episode a couple, uh, 45 or something, um, I've really taken the time to focus on activating my muscle groups before I train, um, actually doing proper warm-ups. Um and proper activation to make sure I get the most out of my exercises. And I actually feel that so much in my training. Um, And yeah, I think my training is going through the roof and uh, feels good, man. Um, And like on the mental side of things, my positive self-talk during training is awesome at the minute as well. I'm able to really push through the like the pain, not bad pain, good pain, the burn um, to kind of get the most out of my sets. I'm in a good headspace. I'm in a calm, I'm in a quiet headspace when I'm training. I'm not distracted most of the time. Sometimes I do get distracted by my phone, uh, but that's on me. But yeah, so I'm able sometimes to catch myself, um, which is something I talk about with my therapist because I'm like, how do I replicate this outside the gym? Um, I'm able to catch myself sort of, you know, you're halfway through a session, halfway through a, a set, you're lifting um, and that voice creeps in your head like this hurts, put it down, give yourself a rest, try again. Um, And I'm able to kind of like push in front of that voice with something positive being like, you can do this as basic as you can do this or you've got this or um, this set is yours. Like this is what you're working for. This is what you love. This is why you do it. Um, And sort of just repeat that over and over again and push through which is pretty fucking cool, really. And that's only a recent thing. I feel like that's only kind of like in the last few months. So that's been my biggest win, hands down, um, uh, of the last few months, really. um, And just obviously pushing through the stress <laughs> and just kind of, you know, taking control of it, focusing on what I can control, you know, with my skin, like, What I can control is my diet, going to the doctors, making the appointments, getting the referral to the dermatologist, like doing those bits and bobs, remaining calm. Um, Obviously, it has stressed me out, but, you know, just trying to do the things that, and, you know, looking at the products that I'm using, that kind of thing, and just trying to do the things that I can do to manage the situation. So um, they've probably been my biggest win. Biggest lesson for the month has been... um, oh, this is a good one. Motivation will only get you so far. Discipline does the rest of the work. Like I already know this. I talk about this a lot, Um, but I saw it play out in real time the last couple of weeks Um, because my motivation to train has been shite for want of a better word. Um, I've been getting in, getting it done. Like my sessions, this is the thing, like I've been getting in and my sessions have been sick, like PBs, feeling good feeling strong. But getting to the gym has been really hard and I've just not wanted to do it. Um, and that was kind of, another thing was, it's like vicious circle it was contributing to my stress because I was like, I love training. Why is it so hard? Um, and then that kind of just stress, like those mental gymnastics you play when you're like, oh, if I train this morning, then I can chill out later. And then you're like, oh no, but I want to sleep in and oh, I'll train later. And then it gets to the the day and you're like, oh, I don't want to train. So, that's tiring doing all those mental gymnastics, but I'm feeling good now. Um, but yeah, that was a good lesson. Motivation will only get you so far. Discipline does the rest. Because that's the thing that gets me through the door of the gym is just like, I know that just got to put my shoes on, get my bag, one foot in front of the other, get out the door, get in that door, and then it'll be fine. So there you go. What I'm working on for the month ahead, remaining calm, trusting the process, trusting my coach, Um And really nailing this no excuses and controlling the controllable. Um, Like I said, my mantra for the year is no excuses. I want to get to that stage and feel like I've done everything I can. I don't feel like I've embodied that the last few weeks. Um, I feel like I've let myself down a little bit. Um, But I'm not beating myself up about it. Like I said, it's kind of, this this is my time to reflect and move on for the next month. So I'm reflecting. I know what I've been doing and where I can improve it. Um, so this month is all about kind of trying to reclaim that, no excuses, um, and understanding that stressful things are going to happen in my life, whether it's my skin, period, weight, work, life, coronavirus, stress is going to happen. What can I control Um, and focus on that? Uh, And then just another personal thing I'm working on is routine. Uh, I'm very much a creature of habit and routine. And because I'm still trying to make sure that I'm balancing social life and fun things and, you know we're just coming out of lockdown still like it's, you know, the sun's still shining sometimes in Melbourne. Um, and so, you know, I still want to go out and see my friends and stuff like that. So making sure that I still do that, but I want to, I want to start instilling a bit more routine. Um, especially as you know, if we're going to start implementing weekly cardio, you know, I'm going to be posing soon, um, and working on that routine. So I want to find those times, those kind of like mandatories non-negotiables that happen throughout the week at certain times and I think that'll help me with that mental gymnastics that I was mentioning before um that was kind of like the tiring part which is kind of you know going oh do I train now or do I train here and stuff and there do has to be a bit of flexibility in your life um you know a meet might crop up like I said I've got team in Berlin and San Francisco so sometimes meetings pop up at like 7pm and you just kind of have to do it, which is fine. I can take a longer lunch break and, and train then. But um. so there has to be a bit of flexibility in there. But yeah, just trying to instill that routine. So I hope that, I think I've covered everything off there. Yeah. Hope that format was good. As always, slip into my DMs, let me know. Um, but I think that's how I'll structure it going forward. So a bit of an update. We'll do biggest win, biggest lesson, biggest challenge, And what I'm working on. Um, And now I reckon I've got plenty of time for some listener Q&As. So let's dig into them. All right, here we go. What have I got? First question. How do you cope with dieting, specifically with regards to food anxiety? This is quite a broad question, but a good one. Uh, There's just no real magic pill in my experience, um, I still get uh, food anxiety. So instances where I would get it, I get anxiety like this week that I went away, not have, been able to have control um over what I'm doing um I still get food anxiety if we're going out for dinner or um usually so if I somewhere again it's for me it's very much a control thing um it's slightly different when you're in prep but just kind of in if, if we're talking generally um if there's somewhere where I can't just get like a steak and veggies or something like that like it's all burgers or pastas or something like that um I get really bad food anxiety because while I love tracking macros and I love flexible dieting and using my fitness pal, it does mean that I look at a bowl of pasta and see a list of fats, carbs and calories. Um, but for me, it's just been practice. Um, and what I mean, like going out for I'm trying to make sure I have been trying to make sure that I go out for dinners and brunches and lunches and whatever with friends or go around there for dinner and stuff like that and do and and doing that and practicing that and kind of you know how I practice it is like the first few times is going out and making sure that I get the I would look at the menu beforehand um, and so I knew kind of what was there um, so I kind of had that kind of regained that element of control um or you know just awareness and it kind of like eased my mind and the first few times I make sure I get something really really healthy or you know ask for sauces on the side and uh no oils and things like that no butters that kind of thing um and there I was still having the meal out um but I was I knew that it was um you know it wasn't going to be it wasn't going to tip me over my daily calorie allowance like I was still going to be able to work towards my goals and I think that's it like I know that the way I track and what I need to manage and things like that is because I've got very physique based goals. Um, and kind of what I try and remember is that these are the way that, you know, going out and kind of making those decisions, ordering the, um, I don't want to say healthiest option because of what I'm about to say about labeling, but ordering the option that works in best for my macros (laughs) in calorie allowance, um, and will help me reach those goals and so I've always got that in mind but when I'm not in prep like in my off season can be afford to be a bit more flexible um doing that and kind of like practicing that and knowing that it's okay like nothing bad's gonna happen um I wake up the next day and yeah if I had a couple wines or whatever I might be retaining a little bit of water but knowing that it's just that um and it's just you know might be a bit more sodium it's just making you hold a bit more water um and that you know sit by weighing myself every day, I kind of see the trend of it might be that spike the next day, 500 grams. And then that comes away um, over the next couple of days as you kind of lose that water. So in terms of what I mean by practicing is like doing that with the healthier, the lower calorie option, if that's what I'm choosing and then revisiting that social situation and maybe having something that I wouldn't normally let myself have. So it's all about the kind of control and permission for me. Um, I think what I was saying before, don't label foods like a burger's not bad. a pizza's not bad. One just has higher calorie content than the, than say a salad. Um, and by not labeling foods, you're not demonizing them. So, um, if you want to have the pizza, have the pizza. If you don't, because it's going to give the anxiety and, but you still want to have the social occasion, then go out and have the steak and the veggies or the fish and the veggies or something like that. I think like if it's going to cause you stress by going out and eating the burger, don't. Like, try and kind of practice those social situations, um, by having the, you know, the option that works best for you. Don't avoid those social situations. The more you avoid them, the more likely you will be avoiding them moving forward. Um, I avoided them for so long and, um, because I was like, they're just gonna, they're just gonna give me stress. I'm just gonna be stressed. Um, and then what happens is then you're just lonely and still stressed. Um, But I think the main thing, if you're getting food anxiety um, while you're dieting, you need to work out what that's coming from. Um, It's not enough to be like, right, well, I'm just going to address the symptom, which is the anxiety, so doing what, everything that I said there, which is, you know, going out, choosing the lower calorie option or the option that works in with your macros or whatever it is, that's just fixing the symptom. That's just trying to fix the anxiety. You have to work out where where that food anxiety is coming from. If it's debilitating, if it is stopping you going on social situations, that is a problem. That's not quote-unquote normal um, as, you know, de- defined by society or whatever. Um, it, you have to work out where that's coming from. Is it like in my instance, a fear of not having control over the situation, uh, which to be honest, probably stems from uh, this little of things I want to work on with my therapist, probably stems from if I try and trace it back I don't have control of the situation. What if I have to choose something that doesn't, isn't like aligned with my goals? What if that makes me put on weight? I don't want to put on weight. I'm scared of putting on weight. That's probably for me, the little, the little trickle back. Um, so for me, I need to address um, where that's coming from and how can I try and work on that rather than just the byproduct of that, which is the anxiety. Um, so, Yeah, I think if it is becoming a problem where it's making you miss out on social occasions or it's causing you so much stress, um, I think it needs to be taken a deeper look at. Uh, In terms of just coping with dieting and, like, um, like, you know, for extended periods of time, if it's not causing you too much stress and it's not an actual problem, if you're just kind of a bit nervous because, or a bit, you know, you're hungry, you're stressed, you're tired because you've been dieting for so long, if you can if you're not working towards a comp and it's maybe it's time to come out for a diet break and kind of give yourself a little bit of a rest. Um, if you're working towards a comp and you're eight weeks out and you are tired from your in, that is just how the cookie crumbles when you're working towards a comp. But, um, I'm not sure, too sure what the context behind this question is. um, But that would be my number one piece of advice. If you've got anxiety around food, if you've got anxiety around dieting, uh, try and understand where that's coming from and why uh, to address the root cause rather than just trying to fix the symptom, which is the anxiety. All right, next one is line for a coach between tough love and support. How to know the difference when you're in prep. So how to know when you're Coach is, or where the line is between, for when your coach is giving you support and when they need to give you tough love. Um. So what I'm hearing here, again with no context, is how do you know maybe when your coach is acting in your best interests and when they're trying to give you some tough love and whether that's there to support you, or maybe is you know when you are maybe struggling at certain part in prep and. You're not sure, maybe, maybe it's your first time. You're not sure whether you're actually just really, really struggling and you could do a bit su- with a bit of support Um, and they give you tough love and you're like, do I need the tough love? Do I need support? I think this is maybe it, like, because when you're in your first prep and you start second guessing yourself and things are hard, I get, like things, even if it's your second, third, fourth, tenth prep, things are hard. Um But definitely if it's your first comp, it's sometimes hard to know whether you're like, I'm just really tired and exhausted and I just need a little bit of love and I'm oh, and I'm just being a bit of a suck um and your coach turns around and being like pull yourself together come on and you're like I just want some support um because that's me 100% I'm like please give me support and they're like no you've been um you've been a baby pull yourself together and you go okay I am but sometimes it's hard to know am I being a baby or am I actually like really struggling here So I think that's where this question is going. So um, again, no magic pill for this one. Uh, It's kind of a tough one because look, if it feels wrong, it's wrong. If you feel uncomfortable, then your gut is probably right. For example, I'm talking about like if your coach um, is telling you to do something and you deep down feel that it's wrong, then I think always trust your gut. Um, hopefully that should not be the case because your coach should always be ask, acting in your best interest. Um, and it, like I said, it's hard to, hard to say, um, but I think communication is key in these instances. If you are struggling and you turn around to your coach, I've done it before, like in my first prep and I've gone, I'm really tired. I think I really need a diet break. I'm really struggling. And they go. But I didn't actually say, to be honest, I don't think I actually said that that would, that would be good communication. I think I went, I need a diet break. <laughs> and they went, no, you don't. You've got fat to lose. And we are six weeks out. So if I turned around and said, look, I'm really tired. I'm really struggling. Would a diet break be effective for my mental health and my physical, And like for the diet? Um, if not, what are other things that we can implement that would help me through this patch I'm struggling with? that is effective communication. I'm not good at effective communication. <laughs> um, and then hopefully that should open up a dialogue with your coach and them to be like, yeah, well, you are six weeks out, it's understandable that you're going to be struggling right now. Um, I'll tell you what, don't train tonight. Have a night off. Go and do some yoga. Go and get a sauna uh, and make sure that you get 10 hours sleep tonight or something like that. Um, because sometimes even when you d- towards the end of crunch time, it's all about stress management. They might say, I don't think you training tonight is probably a good idea. I think your body might respond better mentally and physically to some rest. Um, they can't make those decisions or um, those changes if you're not communicating effectively with them. And it works both ways. They need to communicate effectively with you. Um, if you are feeling uncomfortable, like I said, if something doesn't feel right, say. If you don't trust your judgment, either speak to others. Um, It's like anything. If you're buying a car or a house or whatever you're doing, always get a second, third opinion, Uh, second, third quote. Uh, You're choosing a coach. You know, you shop around a little bit. Um, If you are struggling and you think there's something wrong um, and you have effectively communicated to your coach, and you still think something's wrong, speak to, do you have a friend that competes? Uh, speak to me. I always say slide into my DMs. Um, I can never talk out my scope. I can never give you diet advice or training advice. I'm not a coach. I'm not a nutritionist. I'm none of those things. Um, but if you just want to air your grievances, feel free to reach out. But if you have friends that compete as well, just be like, look, guys, I'm really struggling. It might just be that you need a pep talk from someone and they might be able to offer that and you might feel a little bit better um but you might just need a second or third opinion um but yeah set those boundaries communicate effectively um it's very individual whether that's tough love or support it's also like coaching styles some coaches might just be tough lovers um, others might be a little bit more empathetic and supportive um I would like to think that you've worked that out a kind of what their style is, what your style is way before you get into a prep. Um, You really don't want to be getting into a prep with a coach uh, that you don't really gel with um, because of instances like this. Um, But yeah, communication is key. uh, And I'm still working on that myself. All right, where are we at? Next question, what to expect? Actually, this is next question, last question. Um, and then I think I've got through all the amazing questions that you guys sent in. So thank you. Um, what to expect in peak week uh, and show day for a first timer plus some tips. How long have you guys got? Luckily I've got like another 15 minutes, so strap in. Um, again, reminder, I'm not a coach or nutritionist or a training specialist or anything like that. So I can't give you specifics about, Um, what to expect for like your diet and things like that. Also, everyone's very individual, athlete and coach. Coaches have very different methods. Athletes have very different physiological needs in that last week. Um, Some might need to push really hard. Some might be able to cruise in like it's so individual. I think what I can talk about within my scope, which is experience um, and recommendations is there will be manipulation of some things. Like I said, coaches have different methods. Some like to front load, car- front load you with carbs. Um, so put all your carbs at the beginning of the week. Some like to backload your carbs. So you'll have all your carbs at the end of the week. Some like to just keep consistent throughout the week. It will be very individual on your body, how you respond to different things like that. Hopefully you will have trialed a few things in the lead up to peak week um, or your coach will just know your body really well. There'll be some coaches um, like to and some athletes respond well to water manipulation, salt manipulation. It's not uncommon for people to really, really bland down their diet before. I think Definitely you should see in the last few weeks, everything will be like, you want as minimal variables as possible. So your diet will only be things that you know your body responds well to. Like, I know that if I even sniff a piece of broccoli, I will be the gassiest human in the world um, and probably constipated for 24 hours, which is a shame because I love broccoli. So there will not be any broccoli. I mean, I don't eat anyway, but yeah, I won't be chucking in any broccoli like the two weeks before. I know green beans, great, can eat a thousand of them, let's put those in. Um, You'll probably start removing things like artificial sweeteners and things like that, um, just to kind of minimise any, yeah, extraneous variables um, and keep everything consistent. So that's kind of the weeks leading up. I would recommend taking half the week off work, the full week if you can. Prep brain is a real thing, guys and gals. Um, It's I mean, you're exhausted. You're not sleeping very well, but you're exhausted even though um, you're peeing a lot, your brain's super foggy, you're highly emotional. um, And also you just really want to be minimizing stress um, in the lead up there. Like you've heard me talk about the impact that stress has on my body. Like I get stressed and I turn into a little water balloon. Um, And so you really want to be chilling out. So I recommend like if you can take a few days off work, especially if you're like a... I mean, it doesn't really matter what you do, but if you're in a job where you're on your feet all the time, then, you know, your body's going to be under a lot of stress or you have a high stress job. I understand that a lot of people don't have the luxury of doing that. Like maybe you're a healthcare worker or something like that. uh, And work shift work, um, sometimes you don't have the luxury of being able to do that. Um, I also understand, uh, was it I talking to Sherelle Grant? I think she had like night shift the week of like one of her shows or something like that. She just had to Grin and bear it. But if you can, um, because you will still be training, um, training might change. You probably stop training a couple of days before so you can start resting and chilling out. But there will be a lot of putting your feet up and um, which is very strange. Like once you've been working, say you did a 25 week prep or whatever, but, you know, obviously you're working up towards the prep beforehand and you are grinding day in, day out. You're going to the gym five, six times a week. Towards the end, you're doing cardio on top of that, posing. Like, you wake up, prep, sleep, eat, sleep, repeat. Like, that is your life towards the end. And then you go to peak week and, like, th- two, three days out, you're now on coach's orders to rest, put your feet up, don't do anything. That is weird. And you're, like, you're getting itchy feet cause you're like, huh feel like I need to be doing something. And coach is like, no, nope, no, nope, chill out. Just relax. You want minimise the stress. You want to put your feet up, chill out. And you're like, all right, okay, fair enough. So I advise line up some good things you want to watch on Netflix and get stuck in. I always think it's cute as well to have, like, maybe a sleepover the night before or even just your girlfriends around the night before. Uh, don't let them order Uber Eats. That's just torture. Um But, you know, just to hang, just to chill um watch some TV with some people and just kinda of soak it all in. So um yeah, that would be kind of peak week. Show day is heaps fun. Uh depending on what category you're in, depends on the different time of the day. So usually you're getting your tan the what your first layer of tan the day before. Um and you'll have oh yeah, for girls as well, don't forget the week before you're getting your nails done. Um getting ready for your tan. So at least to leave at least a minimum 24 hours, ideally 48 hours before your tan. You want to be doing all your waxing, all your threading, anything like that. So your skin can calm down beforehand. Shave. um, I'm not sure about exfoliating before tan, but maybe a week before. Um, But definitely shave at least 48, at least 24 hours, preferably 48 hours before your tan to make sure it sticks. But yeah, the day before your comp, you'll be doing all the things, so you'll be getting your first layer of tan, and then on show day, going back to get, I think, (laughs) another three layers of tan I had on my first show, Um, and yeah, like, it's just the best day ever, so again, what you eat on show day will be very different, athlete to athlete, coach to coach, some people like to eat rice cakes and honey, um, for those fast absorbing carbs, for like, pump up, Um, some people like salt and vinegar crisps, Oh, that's the best bit about the whole experience eating salt and crisps <laughs> on show day. Um, or like jam and rice cakes or something like that. Um and then yeah, show day really is a lot of lying around with your feet up. Um again, you still want to you in hair and makeup in the morning, um you're all glammed up, you got your bikini on, you've got your little um little silk robe or whatever it is that you're wearing, or little cotton robe. Um, and just lying backstage with your feet up, trying to make sure that you keep the fluid out of your legs and you keep um, all the stress away Um, and just making friends with people. I think that would be my number one tip is just chat to everyone backstage. Like everyone's so friendly and chilled out. Everyone's in the same boat. Everyone's been doing it for as long as you and it really is just the best day. Tips as well. Take one million photos. Take photos the whole way through your prep, but take friggin' photos of absolutely everything because... Once well, The day is over in the blink of an eye. Um, and it's so cool to look back on. Um, and also, like, when you do your next comp, if you're doing your next one, like, it's so cool, all your um, comparison photos and stuff like that to see how you've improved um, is really cool to do. So take 1,000 photos. Um, I also have a show day checklist, which I will link in the show notes with absolutely everything and then some that you need to take on show day. Uh, I love a list. Um, I get this from my mum. So I made a massive list for you guys and it's got everything you need on there that that you definitely need, that you might need, that you might need in an emergency like a safety pin or a sewing kit or something like that. Um, so I'll link that in the show notes so you know exactly what to bring um, and what to pack. I'm an, also an overpacker, so you can take or leave whatever I pop on there. Um, but what else? Peak week in show day. Just embrace it. Just take it all in. Um, just you've worked so hard to get to that stage. Um, the hard work is done. You've got nothing left to do. Embrace it. Take it all in. Make friends. Take photos. Um, try not to rush it. Um, don't be nervous. Uh, in like it's nothing to be nervous about you can't really be nervous in a piece of material that's you know smaller than anything you've worn before because everyone's gonna see everything on stage and everyone's doing exactly the same thing so um just embrace it but I I think my main piece of advice would be take a week off work if you can because if you anything like me your brain will not be working um but there you go we've done it in another almost hour so I hope that that format for my prep files, the bit the bit at the beginning worked. Um, let me know, slide into my DMs, let me know what you think. Um, hopefully I've got another wonderful update for you in a month's time. My weight's dropped. I'm feeling lean bean. We're getting ready. Um, so fingers crossed. Um, and then hopefully, yeah, I answered some of your listener questions there pretty well. Um, So I'll do another probably Q&A before I get into my third episode. Um, But whatever you're doing, I hope you're doing really, really well. Uh, If you're prepping for a comp, keep going, keep pushing. You are amazing. Keep smashing it. If you're coming out the other side of a comp um, and you're reversing, remember to speak to friends, reach out if you're struggling. Um... Anyone who's competed will tell you that reversing is probably the hardest part of the experience. Um, So it's important that you speak to friends and speak up. If you are struggling, slide into my DMs. I will speak to you if you're struggling. Been there, done that, my friend. Um, But yeah, until next time, I love you all very much. um, And I'll catch you soon. Goodbye. All right, guys, thank you so, so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed listening to today's show, don't forget to share it with a friend who you think might love it too, or on your stories and tag both my guests and I in it so we can see and reshare. You can find the show on Instagram at Secret Life of a Bikini Competitor, on my personal page which is at Robin Zimmy. All these details will be found in the show notes too. I release a new episode every single Wednesday, so make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. And until next week. Stay safe, stay legendary, and I will see you then. Goodbye.